The Rangers are in the World Series, and the Diamondbacks are still alive, just like we all predicted. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. There's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for the last decade or so, and we're wrapping up my fifth full season here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown MLB Pods. Uh, same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully with Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast, Instagram. And please, please, please be a subscriber to us here on YouTube. And if you leave a comment, let me know if you're listening every day. And if you do listen every day, make sure to put in the hashtag EverydaySully so I know who's out there listening each and every day. Um, also, we're going to just say that uh, we're going to be talking about the, obviously, the uh Texas Rangers going to the World Series, bombing the Houston Astros, the weird reversal of fortune there. And really, who knows who their opponent's going to be? There's no, we, we just, we have to all come to grips with the fact that we can no longer predict these postseason, which means I don't know if you should be betting on this postseason, but if you have to, Go to FanDuel because they are sponsoring today's episode. Uh, make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guarantee. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Uh, before we get started here, let's go over the trivia question. The trivia question I had was, who was the last pitcher to save both game six and seven of a postseason series, League Championship Series or World Series. John Murphy Jr. got it correct. It was Troy Percival in 2002. And I found that to be shocking because I was going over it in my head, going like, no, no, that was someone didn't get the save there. No, they split those six and seven. You have to go all the way back to 2002. It hasn't happened in 21 years that someone got the save in games uh, six and seven of a postseason series. And so we'll see what happens as we move on to the world series, which we know is going to feature the Texas Rangers. What an incredible turnaround two years ago, the year after the COVID, uh, you know, truncated season, the Rangers were a win 100 loss team, 100 losses. And I remember it was so strange that they were a hundred loss team and they wound up in the offseason signing Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. I thought for sure Corey was heading to the Yankees. I thought it's a little from head to the Yankees. But no, he didn't. He signed with the Rangers and to, along with Simeon and a couple other moves. And I bet if you go back and listen to the Lockdown MLB episodes from around then, I bet I was scratching my head going, what the hell are they doing? They're a 100-lost team. Why are they going on a big shopping spree like this? Well, I guess it worked. I guess it kind of sort of changed the culture of the team. What really changed the culture of the team was Bruce Bochy. And 
he's a Hall of Fame manager. He was, if he never managed another game in his life, leading the Padres to the World Series in 1998, leading several different Padres teams to the postseason, and being the only manager in the history of the San Francisco Giants to win a World Series as the manager. They, they, they won in New York, but they never won in San Francisco. And suddenly they went from, oh, my God, I finally had to see the Giants win a World Series to which one of these three World Series in five years did you like the best? And Bochi was always the one pushing the right buttons and keeping the team at an even keel. He was let go. Uh, I guess the Giants were done with him. And for reasons I'll never understand, they didn't hire one of his lieutenants. Take a shot. And he was retired, enjoying his life. He coached the French team in the World Baseball Classic trials and thought, maybe I'll come back to manage, come back to manage the Texas Rangers. And here we are. Not only are they in the World Series, but they have home field advantage. It's it's a phenomenal turn of event. It's an absolutely phenomenal turn of event. It's a turn of event that's dizzying in terms of them going from 100 losses in 2021, the World Series, and probably going to be favored to win the World Series, although don't make any predictions yet in just two years but i'll tell you it was even a more dizzying turn of events and that was how fast the astros just totally unraveled think about this for a second the astros won the dramatic game five with a three-run home run by jose altuve in arlington which by the way was just a couple of days ago doesn't seem like a month ago they win that game. They're heading back home. The Rangers are heads are spinning. The whole um, sorry for hitting my mic right there. The whole Adolis Garcia home run and brawl and all that was out there. Everything was going the Astros way, and then came Game Six, and a, an unbelievable turn of event happened in the series, and also the biggest difference between last year's championship for the Astros and this year falling apart. The game, if you will remember, as I said, it was a misleading final score in on game six. The the nine to two score was misleading. But remember the the Astros scored first um and you know on, on the uh Alvarez single. Garver tied the game, Heim hit a home run um, and then it was three to one, then it became three to two, and it was four two going into the eighth. Now remember what was the big thing that caused all the consternation with the Texas Rangers down the stretch when they fell out of the playoff picture altogether at one point. So the fact that their bullpen was an absolute mess, an absolute catastrophe, and coughed up so many games and so many games. And the eighth inning seemed to follow a script. Bergman walked, and Alvarez came up as a tying run, but he wound up striking out. Spores struck him out. And then Abreu singled. In comes LeClerc, who stunk, who let up the home run to, to Abreu in game five, and he walks Kyle Tucker. Now think about at that moment. It was a 4-2 game. Dubon was coming up. All the Astros had to do was get a base hit off of a reeling Jose LeClerc. 
and a bullpen that has been notorious for coughing up leads, including game five. It was all set up right there. And Dubon hit a line drive that was caught by Seeger. Just lined right to him. If it was a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, if he didn't hit it right to Seeger, two runs are going to score. Bregman scores. Abreu scores. I meant to say Abreu. I said Altuve earlier. Forgive me. It's Abreu singled. If if that happened, just that that we'll never remember that because of the nine to two final and the eleven to four final here. But we were that close to the Astros tying the game, and ups came Jeremy Pena who last year was the ALCS MVP when he dominated the Yankees. He also was the World Series MVP in the victory over Philadelphia. I actually thought Fran Valdez was the World Series MVP, but I digress. Pena had a phenomenal postseason last year, but he's been slumping this postseason. And Dusty Baker brought in John Singleton. And Singleton got a big walk the other day, as you know, career minor leaguer out of baseball, got a couple of dramatic home runs in the regular season, but came up instead of last year's playoff hero. And three two count, uh, eight pitch at bat, which meant there were foul balls with two strikes. Singleton struck out swinging. Think about the, that moment, everything was set up. Because if they cleared the bases, if the Astros cleared the bases, and it looked like they were going to do some serious damage, bases loaded, one out, two-run game, and the beleaguered closer was there, and if Aroldis Chapman came in, forget about it. Um, The Astros probably would have taken the lead. And if they took the lead, they would go to the ninth inning with the lead, needing three outs to go to the World Series. That's how close we came to putting the Astros in a situation where they had the lead with three outs to go. Now think about what happened after that. The After that moment of the Singleton strikeout, the Rangers over the next 10 innings outscored the Astros by a total of 16 to 4. They went. They ran sixteen to four because they had the the you know they got another hit and then the um, uh, Garcia grand slam in the ninth inning and then immediately jumped all over uh, Javier, who was just dreadful, who has been wonderful this postseason, was just dreadful today and put them in a situation where every pitcher, with the exception of Hector Neris did horribly for the Astros, and it was just a runaway, even though Scherzer doesn't have it. But, you know, out came Montgomery, out came the the Rangers' bullpen, which for whatever reason now can seem to get the the outs that they need. Um, That turnaround, they're on the verge of taking the lead to they're getting completely trounced, is one of the most shocking turnarounds I've ever seen in a baseball series. I've seen teams blow a team out the last bunch of games. But I've never seen it happen that quickly, where a team is on the verge 
of getting the big moment that would be the defining moment of their postseason to looking like they don't even belong on the same field. And quite frankly, um, I don't think I've ever seen it in a major game like what happened there, especially from a team that is the defending World Series champion. You know, it's funny. We sometimes find ourselves in medical situations that are, um, well, let's just say unexpected. Uh, for They could be minor things. Like, you know, in my classroom, we, uh, we need a, someone had a cut in their hands or someone felt ill. But we've also had to deal with medication for some of our students, medication in life. And you need to make sure you have everything you have to use for your health nearby. You need someone reliable like Jace Medical because Jace gives you the Jace case, a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that can treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Now, Jace Medical now offers custom ability to your Jace case with dozens add-on medications. Choose the medication that fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually to work to expand their medication offerings. In these recent efforts, they've added Invermectin as an option in the Jace case, especially for those of you with worms. So you can get your gift card for family or loved ones so they can get a Jace case on their own. So go to jacemedical.com. And enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. By the way, what an incredible performance by Adolis Garcia. Talk about someone who had all the spotlight on them uh, based on the, the big fight and everything that happened like that. His, his series was just unreal. I mean, it's absolutely unreal. I mean, you look at his final stats. He had five home runs in the seven games. It's not bad. That's the same number that Reggie Jackson hit in the 1977 World Series. He did in six. Um, look, I know we're not supposed to look at RBIs. I know. I understand that because, well, it's not a stat you can control, but it also means he he drove in runs, which is what his job was. He drove in 15 runs in seven games. That's better than two runs a game. I don't know if you know that or not. His OPS is 1.293. He scored seven runs in the seven games, so he scored at least a run a game. Got 10 hits. Um, he didn't walk. I mean, there was He didn't walk a single time. Um, but uh, we all know he he got hit by a pitch, so that increased his on base a little bit. You know there are there are some great performances in this year's uh, league championship series. You know you know Nathaniel Lowe and Corey Seager both got big hits, and obviously in the pitching staff, um, you know Nathan Ivaldi and Jordan Montgomery both did terrific jobs. Um, I, by the way, I have to give. Um, Bruce Bochy, a tremendous amount of credit. He didn't turn to a Aroldis Chapman in that eighth inning, even though LeClerc was the ninth inning guy and 
Chapman was the eighth inning guy and was facing left-handed batters. He went with LeCurk. And maybe he listens to this podcast to know not to put Chapman in big situations. I'm convinced if he put Chapman in that situation, he would have let up a bomb home run and we'd all be talking about the Astros in the World Series now. I digress. Um, but Garcia's performance just, I mean, he obviously won the MVP and he's had a, a phenomenal postseason. And um, he uh, he's also uh, an indication of another kind of, I mean, the success of this team is putting together this club from, you know, from the draft, from their own, uh, you know, from their, from the, you know, from their farm, from acquisitions. And then this has to be one of the great acquisitions in recent years um, is Adolis Garcia. Now, Adolis Garcia was, uh, got rookie of the year votes in 2021. That was his rookie year. He was a 28 year old late bloomer, finished fourth in rookie of the year vote. But he broke in to, and that was in 2021, but he played his first games in the major leagues in 2018 as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. That's right. He was a Cardinal farmhand. Do you know what the Cardinals got for him? Money. He was purchased. His contract was purchased by the St. Louis Card from the St. Louis Cardinals by the Texas Rangers. And the result was a all-star and a league championship series MVP who played at an unbelievable historic clip and led the Astros to a World Series title. And he's had big home runs over the last bunch of years, driven in a lot of runs. No, we're not supposed to look at that, but he has. But let's just think about when Mosey, I can't remember pronounced the the Cardinals general manager. Uh, he should be pronounced fired. Because when you think about the, you know, bringing in the big superstars to the team that have now, the team's now an absolute mess. And on his watch, they've said goodbye to Zach Gallen. Randy Rosarena, uh, Sandy Alcantara, and Garcia. Do you think they would look good in Cardinal uniforms right now? Do you think that would be a good centerpiece for them right now? Well, look, it, it is what it is, and Bochi has this team where they want. There's going to be a break in the action for the American League as they're not going to be playing Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. World Series starts at Friday in Texas. We're not sure who they're playing yet. We're going to talk about that a little bit in the next uh, segment. But with a little bit of rest, you'll be able to have Yavaldi going. Clearly, Yavaldi's going to go game one, and you're going to have um, Jordan Montgomery going game two. I wonder if they should start Scherzer game two and have Montgomery ready to go game three. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I should maybe I'm overthinking things, but they've made all the right moves. They've made all the right trades. They've made all the right signings, and they've taken advantage of some other teams' poor decisions. Two teams specifically: the Yankees not signing Corey Seager, and the uh, Cardinals taking Adolis Garcia and said, "We'll give it to you for cash." Not Kevin Cash, but cash. But here we go. So who are they going to play? We're going to find out for sure tomorrow. And I have some thoughts on the National League.
look at, I can't predict what's happening in this postseason. And uh, I don't know, anyone thinks they could predict what's happening this postseason. But do you know what? If you're going to be making any bets, if you're going to be trying your hand in this completely wild, flipped upside down postseason, please use FanDuel. Why? Because let me tell you something. You can make your postseason debut with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. If you join FanDuel today, you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in the action from the first pitch until the final out or the walk-off hit. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. If you want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 of bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Tommy Pham was benched the other day, and he responded the best way you can respond, which is to get a big home run. Nola let up the home run, and it was a shocking home run because. It quieted the crowd. The, the script was written. The script was chiseled on tablets and brought down to Citizens Bank Ballpark. Yesterday was supposed to be a coronation. It was not supposed to be a game. It was predetermined. The story was there. The Phillies blew them out the first two games, especially the 10-0 blowout. The, there was a, a pair of comeback victories, but the Phillies reestablished who they were the defending National League champions. That happened, and off they were going to go. The crowd was crazy. Everyone's crazy. Day game, people cheering them on, and then boom, Tommy Pham hits the home run. Just took the wind out of the sails. Then Guriel hits a home run. Same inning. Before you know it, it was 3 nothing, in the second inning. And you got the sense, even though the Phillies, you know, try to rally here and there, they never seem to be in sync that whole game seemed to be a little they were a little bit wobbly and when you take a look at the game look at once again i, I don't know why this happens but once again uh I, I think kelly was pulled a little too early you know you should be it should be relief it shouldn't be well you've pitched x number of pitches so therefore there you go you know kelly only pitched 90 pitches I didn't, I didn't think he was going you know, 10 innings, but I thought, you know, send him out. Send him out to the six. But you know what? I've gotten on Lavolo for how he's handled his pitchers, and, and a couple of times, like what did with Fought the other day, was borderline criminal. And, yes, Kelly struck out eight batters and only let up three hits in five innings. I mean, throw him out there in the six and see if he can squeeze another inning out of him. But give Lavolo credit. He has handled the pitching staff to the point where there's a game seven. And you take a look at the pitchers thrown, you know, Saul Frank has thrown three. Thompson pitched very well out of the bullpen, pitched an inning in the third, but he only threw 15 pitches. Ginkle only threw 13 pitches. Sewell only threw 11 pitches. They were not really stressful pitches by the end. So while I have been extraordinarily critical 
of how Lavola has handled the starting pitching staff, they're, they are playing game seven of the National League Championship Series and are in good shape. They're in very good shape. Now, Cattell Marte is, uh, you know, playing at a different level right now. I mean, he got a couple more hits on the game on Monday, drove in a pair of runs. You know, Pham and Guriel Jr. wound up each hitting the home run. And Perdomo's, you know, has got a couple of big hits yesterday as well. So a game seven is by all definition a crapshoot. It is a toss of the coin. Can go either way. And it's unbelievable. The Phillies, who have been around since the first World Series, since before that, but he's they've been part of the leagues since postseason play began, or this Major League Baseball's postseason began in 1903. The Phillies have never been in a game seven. Remember, I said how they I looked through and they 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 never won a postseason series until 1980. That's what made the Cole Hamels question. So interesting that he is the first and only player to throw a complete game victory to clinch a postseason series for the Philadelphia Phillies. Well, somehow they've gone all these years without getting to game seven. And so this is it. You can check that off your to-do list, Phillies. You didn't want to be there, especially after blowing them out the first two games. So I don't know. Now, I'm, I'm going to be blunt here. I'd like to see the Phillies win for this reason. Is nothing to do with the Diamondbacks. Nobody hates the Diamondbacks. In fact, it makes my show a little better when, you know, Miller Thomas appears once a week talking about the Diamondbacks. It's better when his team is really, you know, doing very well. Here are the two main reasons I am rooting for the Phillies tomorrow. One is because I have so many uh, of my friends and family who grew up in the greater Philadelphia area, outside of Philadelphia and Delaware and that, all that area. And I know a lot of Phillies fans. And I know they'll be happy. I also want to see Bryce Harper in the World Series. I like to see my stars in the World Series. I like to see my stars play on a high level. And I also would love it if Dombrowski had him in back-to-back World Series to give the whole aura of Dombrowski, making him even a bigger figure in baseball history because it's like, yeah, his main thing is he spends money. But he spends money well. He spends money correctly. And wherever he goes, he's a Johnny Appleseed of penance. Call him, Angels. He'll be in the World Series before you can say Michael Lorenzen. Give him a shot. But we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, like the, it, I'm, I've grown wary to try to make predictions. I don't know. Thought could get destroyed. Or we could throw a masterpiece. It could go extra innings, which is what I'm really hoping for. And it's anybody's guess at this point, which is what makes it so absolutely wonderful, which is the sad thing that happened today is this. Oh, this part wasn't sad. We watched part of the game in my classroom because it started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon here in Los Angeles County. But today was the last day that we're going to have two Major League Baseball games played on the same day. And while I'm sad that that's not going to happen anymore, I am very grateful for this. When this postseason began and everything was sweep, 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 and the division series was sweep, 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 four game sweep. I really thought, Oh my God, we're not going to have any showdown games. And it turns out we are, we're going to have at least two. 
but we'll see if the other one is a bigger showdown. Now, let's go for the trivia question today. With the Rangers going in to the World Series, there is a player on the Angels who has joined a select fraternity that includes Don Baylor and Eric Hinsky. And that is those two players appeared in the World Series three straight years with three different teams. Now, this was a little trickier because the player was on the World Series roster last year with the Astros, but actually didn't get in the game. But he was a member of the team. He didn't get into any games, but he was on the active roster. Now for the third straight year in the World Series with his third different team. Who is it? What player on the Rangers is about to appear in the World Series for the third straight year on the roster with his third different team? That's our trivia question. Follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Talking about the wild, completely unpredictable pennant of the Rangers and can't even make a guess of what's going to happen tomorrow, except I'll say it will be either the Phillies or the Diamondbacks. This has been Locked on MLB for the 24th day of October 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.